When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Sir here. And during the week, we played a little clip of uh, Nixon reading out a speech that he never actually read out about the disastrous moon landing. We played it out a little bit earlier on as well. And, and it never happened. And it was both mind-blowing and terrifying at the same time. Because as you know, fake news is doing the rounds. It's been doing the rounds since the, the dawn of the internet. But it's getting more complex. So if you haven't seen the website moondisaster.org, definitely check it out. Because there is a full video uh, of Nixon giving a, a pre-prepared speech in case the Apollo mission that landed on the moon went south. And it is incredibly... It, it, I would say it's impossible to detect that this is, in fact, a fake video that has been engineered by a team of people. Um, but it was in the event of a moon disaster. If this happened, it was going to have to be said. And then a team of people got together and developed this video. And we're both blown away and terrified at the same time. We have managed to get a couple of the people who were involved on that huge project on. They were the directors of the entire project, the moondisaster.org project, which you definitely go and check out. Uh, Francesca Panetta and Halsey Bergen, thanks a million for joining us. How are things? Good. Great. Thank you for having us. It's good to be here. Start with listening, uh, Francesca, if that's all right. Uh, being involved with this, where, where did this uh, idea for the Moon Disaster Project come from? Uh, a number of places. We we actually conceived of the idea last April, so April 2019, mm. and it was coming up to the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. So the moon was very much in our mind. Um, but we were also talking about misinformation and deep fake technologies. Um, I was on a, on a journalism fellowship at Harvard, and we would meet mm. every week to discuss creative ideas and came up with this idea of taking this real speech written by Bill sapphire um, and bringing it to light with a with ai with artificial intelligence but using it really to show what is possible on a topic that people really love people love the moon they love the moon landing and so that was the yeah that's where it came from did it take long to actually to me depends on how you define long i suppose but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't press a button and create deep fake that's not the way it works here there are some situations like that nowadays with more uh, face what's called face swapping deep fakes which is not not what we did not the approach we used but in our case it's it took you know maybe three months of sort of effort to um to produce uh, working with uh, a couple companies external companies um canny ai in israel who did the um visual work and a company out of the ukraine called respeacher that did the audio work along with us of course and we brought it in actor to key a part of the process which i can go into if you want but it was it was about a three-month process with the deepfake itself and then all the context around it which is extremely important to us as 
as as artists and as storytellers, the the whole the, the film is you know deep fake is only the last sort of two minutes of the film. The the lead up to that is sort of creating this alternative history, where as you mentioned with the opener, the Apollo Eleven you know mission goes and then goes south. <laughs> so we mm-hmm. had to we wanted to sort of create the entire um, alternative history as as you know as effectively as possible, such that when this speech did come on, it wasn't out of nowhere. It was it was sort of part of a a new world that had been created by us in alternative history. So the rest of that, and then of course the website with all the educational materials, which is really an important part of this, a hugely important part of this project, um, took a whole lot longer than that. As Fran said, we started over a year ago, just released um, earlier this week. So so yeah, different different timelines, but um, not immediate creation by any stretch. And just to take a quick step back, in case somebody's listening who has absolutely no idea what a deep fake is, it could mean a variety of things, but how would you describe then just briefly what a deep fake is? So a deep fake is, is uh, the term comes from a combination of deep learning, which is a form of artificial intelligence and fake, which obviously is something that's not real. So essentially it means um, a piece of media, audio or video that uses deep learning, artificial intelligence to create a fake situation that to represent a person saying, doing in a situation where they never were. It usually happens without the consent of the subject. So deep fakes tend to be typically referring to something that is often nefarious in purpose. There's a lot of, you know, most deep fakes are pornographic or some are comedic, some are entertaining, obviously. And uh, But the essential thing is using AI to create a um, um, scenario that never happened yeah so it's kind of a scary thing when we were talking about this the other day myself and Cormac I kind of thought in this scenario this was a real letter written by Nixon if this was maybe a letter written by a loved one that was very sick in hospital well like there is a benefit I feel to having that in audio form when you're hearing their voice that maybe they were too sick to actually say it themselves before they they left us so is there any benefits to deep fake yeah there's all kinds of both creative, therapeutic, medical uses for synthetic media. So um, you're talking about synthetic voices. Um, We're aware of of companies that are um, preserving the voices of of people who are going to lose them for, for medical reasons or or people who will donate their voice to people who don't have who don't have one for medical reasons and enable them to speak. There's creative possibilities as well, being able to to dub in in languages that financially isn't possible before, so make movies possible, and yeah, bring bring back very kind of the intimate sound of the voice uh, to people for for whatever reason, therapeutically, um, uh, emotionally. So yes, there are, are, um, those are are good uses of um, synthetic audio, but also uh, the visuals as well. It's not, you know, face swapping is is pretty crude and has so far been used mainly for nefarious uses, but there are definitely creative potentials, alternative histories, um, future possibilities, you know, creating scenarios where you don't have to use CGI. Um, There's a a great documentary about um, that was um, made by HBO recently that came out that preserved the um, identity of um, contributors who were potentially in danger if their identity was shown. Uh, uh, They were LBGTQ um, Mm. contributors who uh, needed their identity to be hidden. So by artificial intelligence, they were able to disguise their identities. So there are all kinds of like very good uses for artificial intelligence. There's there's also real concerns around deepfakes as well. 
And and then Francesca, I know you're obviously you know a journalist, and this whole project was used to highlight maybe some of the concerns. But what would you feel? Because just in my Irish miserable head, I'm thinking of the worst here. I'm like, you know what? This is going to mean the end of the world, and there'll be so much fake news that's going to corrupt so many people. Because we're already suffering from fake news since the dawn of you know the internet, anyway. And it, I keep having to text my mom and my auntie saying, no, that's not real. Stop sharing that on Facebook, please. I'm just kind of worried that. Now, if they see a video of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a Dr. Deepfake video of Trump or Boris Johnson or some world yeah. leader saying something that that could cause absolute chaos. Yeah, same here. I'm having the same text from my family as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, during COVID, hasn't this been an increased problem when it's when yeah. it's something that is really personal and people are worried about, you know, the stakes are really high for them. You see implications of misinformation and for elections, uh, you know, we have threats to democracy if um, politicians are made to say things and do things that you know they never did. So yeah, the implications are huge. There's also a large problem in destabilizing the whole idea of truth and reality. Um, if you can deny anything is true or plausible, um, yeah. you, know, you end up with a kind of zero trust society where anyone can turn around to any piece of media and say, well, how do you know that's true? Um, and that's an even more worrying scenario for us to end in. So, you know, we need not to scaremonger so much about deep fakes that we don't trust anything that we see, but we also need to be really aware of their existence. And, and part of the kind of resources part of our site is to show some of the things that can be done to combat deep fakes. There are legal scholars who are considering what kind of law could um, could be put into place to 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 help against this kind of misinformation. There's the responsibility of the platforms in hosting this kind of media, but there's also kind of civic awareness, and this is what what our project tries to do is is to make people aware and and ask them to check their sources to think how likely is this. Maybe do a quick Google search and see if the moon landing really did happen. It's I guess a fine line, isn't it, between making people very aware but um, not kind of um, falling into this hype of scaremongering as well. So a kind of responsible line. How many studies have been done on on deepfake? Like how many people are believing what they what they see or hear straight off the bat? The kind of studies that have been done are, are less about whether people believe or, or see it. It's more in terms of the statistics that I know of. I, I don't know about you, Halsey, but there are numbers about how many are out there and what kind of deepfakes are out there. Yeah, I, I actually am not specifically aware of any sort of results of studies. Although interestingly, I did get an email a couple of days ago from a PhD students in Switzerland, I think, who is studying just this. They're studying the sort of psychological impacts of deep fakes on people. So running people through various tests. And I, I don't I don't know the details, so I can't I mm. can't speak any more than that. But I thought it was very interesting that I that I received this you know, this sort of random <laughs> email about about this. Um, and they're looking to produce more deep fakes, which I don't think we're going to be able to help them with. But it's, uh, it's interesting and, and great to know that, that it's, you know, scientists are, are studying this in, in, you know, very, very careful ways to try to figure out how to combat because that's, you know, it's a many pronged approach to combating this. Um, and we're going to have to all work together to do it. And I guess there's, there's the kind of um, the human element of 
can you spot them? What is the psychological impact? There's also um, the kind of computer science capability of spotting them as well. So there are people all around the world trying to create computer software that detects deep fakes um, so that even if they are incapable of the human eye being able to perceive them, um, you know, ours is, very, as you said, very, very hard to detect by the human eye. But yeah, the computer can actually tell. And um, there was a Scientific American documentary that launched alongside our project where they yeah. took the piece to a computer scientist and they ran it through the computer and yeah the computer could tell even if um even if no one else could yeah we were very happy about that we yeah. want <laughs> we yeah. want our piece to be you know to the eye undetectable but to a computer like screaming i'm a deep yeah. fake because we don't mm -hmm. want we don't want to add to the ecosystem of misinformation here we want to try to you know help inoculate people individuals and society as a whole um, as we can and yeah um, again we're one of one of many approaches people are taking <laughs> Right. And one of the hopes is that, that that science can play a part in combating misinformation. But, you know, it is a cat and mouse game. So the computer yeah. scientists say as soon as they've come up with some software that can spot a deepfake like ours, um, those who are creating deepfakes will come up with a more sophisticated way of training the algorithms so that they can't be detected. So they're basically chasing each other endlessly. Uh, if you've just tuned in, we're chatting about uh, deepfakes, fake news, AI generated videos um, of people saying things that they never said. Uh, if you have not seen it yet, check out moondisaster.org which uh, is a, a unique piece of, I suppose, creative digital journalism that looks at, in the event of a moon disaster, if the mission to the moon with Buzz Aldrin and uh, Neil Armstrong, if it just it went south, there was pre-prepared speech that Nixon was going to deliver to Americans, people of the world, you know, mourning the loss and um, what Francesca and Halsey. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We're speaking to now were involved in was bringing that to life and creating a fake audio and fake video and um, as you mentioned that your computer certain computer programs were able to tell that it was fake I certainly looking at this video couldn't tell that it was fake at all if you listen to the audio on its own I think you might be able to sometimes we, we played the audio out last night and you might be able to kind of go well it sounds a little uh, you know but when it's paired with the video it's absolutely in, impossible and there was a video of I think Barack Obama a few years 
years ago, I remember seeing a similar video done with Barack Obama and it was very good, but you could tell a mile away that the visuals were a little bit off and it was a little bit rigid and wooden. So how, how difficult was it in getting the video so, so accurate and so natural and so believable? Well, the, as, as I mentioned before, we did work with a um, company by the name of Canny AI who specializes in a process called video dialogue replacement, which is um, <clears throat> a, a method of creating, you know, making, again, I, they would they would call it synthetic media, not deep fakes, of course, because they, they work in positive lights and um, synthetic media is um, <laughs> yeah. usually considered more positive than deep fake. But um, they essentially video dialogue replacement is a, is a technique using artificial intelligence that will um, make will take an existing video of a of a target, you know, Nixon in our case, and will modify as little as possible of it to make it um, appear to be saying different words. So the, the the area around the mouth, the area sort of attached to the mouth when they move will be changed, but the rest of the video will not be changed. So it's a much more subtle um, kind of uh, you know, modification yeah. of the source video, which enables it to keep a lot of the a lot of the authenticity of the original video. And, and in our case, you know, you can see Nixon looking down at his papers. You can see him sort of shaking his head a little bit in some sort of weird, you know, seemingly weird ways. That those are actually. It's funny because a lot of a lot of YouTubers are like, well, he shakes his head weirdly. That gives it away. And and, and the reality, of course, is that the shaking of the head is <clears throat> is in fact what makes it almost more authentic because yeah. Nixon did have some weird little ticks, like we all do. Yeah. And um, you know, this process that we used um, with Canny AI is uh, sort of preserves as much as possible and just changes just changes enough to make the individual say something different. So we picked the the resignation speech um, of Nixon because you know we had to go through a lot of speeches yeah. to try and figure out okay which one are we going to which two minute section of Nixon are we going to change the mouth movement for so we needed something where he didn't look too jolly where uh you know the movement where the <laughs> yeah. setting was right and so he looked pretty you know he looked pretty down he looked pretty serious in his resignation speech <laughs> we liked yeah. the movement of the pages we liked the looking up and down the reading uh you know the amount that he read to camera and so all of that as Halsey says, all of that apart from the mouth movements is the original resignation speech, um, which again we find like really, really remarkable how you can preserve so much of the that original video. And that's really you know, the melding and the blending of the real and the fake is something that makes all of this so difficult and so challenging for a society. I mean, we we chose this one of the reasons we chose the the this speech to recreate is that it's a real speech and there's there's obviously truth to it and there was a very real possibility that this would have had to be delivered so there's a plausibility that we kind of start with and then we take it to a place where you know we, we know it didn't happen but there's this jumping off point which is reality that makes the landing place a little harder to you know harder to deny and harder to um you know it's easier to believe so yeah this this blending really um, makes it more complicated and more more convincing and what have you both got in store next in terms of what we want to do next um you know we will continue to work on this project it, it grows arms and legs and branches in ways that um we found we didn't imagine right at the beginning um like you know like projects that you know 
projects sometimes do. It's it's hard to imagine where they're going to go. So um, we will kind of respond to we will respond to the needs and the possibilities over the next few months. We've got an education module that we're developing for universities at the moment, and um, so that's yeah. in production. We did have a number of installations lined up for the spring and summer, which had to be cancelled. So uh, you know we're hoping that you know when life returns to normality, that might be possible to to build our our 1960s sitting room again and have watch parties where people watch these uh, watch this this film together and yeah and we'll see we haven't you know we're not going to start a production company for alternative histories that's neither Halsey or I you know that has that's been our aim I I work yeah. in kind of innovation and storytelling trying to look at new different ways to present stories and you know Halsey does a, a range of audio AR work audio work um, so I think that as I say it's, we're not going to we're not going to churn these out now um, the, the aim is is one to to explore what this kind of media can do creatively, but also to educate. So for the moment, that's that's our plan. Uh, and then final question, is the future of news screwed? Does this have to be a one word answer or do yeah. we get to it? <laughs> in it what way? Matter, we're going to change Financially, everything that you say afterwards. I suppose in terms of... Where do I um, start? Uh, yeah, let's say in terms of truth and trust, maybe if we can, if we can. Okay, narrow it to just that, to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my lord, truth and trust. I mean, I, I would say that that the, the more you know, maybe an optimistic look is that the, the official news organizations will become only more important because they will be the ones who are going to need to work really hard to establish themselves as as being trustworthy and then and then really keep up that reputation. And you know, there will be fewer trustworthy sources than there will be overall sources. So yeah. um, I think it's it's quite possible, as is always the case with news organizations, that they are, you know, they are putting themselves in a position of of of, of a certain amount of authority and that is going to get harder and harder to do as it always has, you know, as it has, um, you know, Photoshop made it harder to do. And now yeah. you know, fakes are extending this continuum of, of tools and techniques that can be used to disinform and misinform and whatnot. So the role of news organizations, I think is just going to increase in importance. So, you know, obviously Fran spoke of a, of a sort of post-truth or zero truth society. That would be, that would be really, really, really horrible if we got to that place. And you know, we're hoping this project sort of helps in a small way to um, steer us away from that. But, but yeah, so I guess I, I tend to be optimistic um, and tend to think that society is fairly resilient, and we have um, we have overcome other challenges. And we, you know, misinformation will be a problem, deepfakes or not. And we just need to continue to be vigilant, you know, defend ourselves individually mm. and societally. So I'm I'm hopeful, but I don't know, Fran. I don't know. Are you are you are you hopeful as well? Or? Yeah. I mean, I think that, that people will need to trust the news brands um, because, you know, when we say check your sources, well, what does that mean? It means, you know, you need sources with reputation. But that also means that journalists are going to need to develop new skills to be able to, to fact check these kind of videos, which is possible. Like Reuters have done a great study on like how to check deep fakes and, um, you know, what what that can look like as a, as a verification process. But yeah, it's, it's hard for journalists as well. And, you know, they're and there is the business models around journalism like okay yeah. it's fine for, for journalism to have to be the kind of the source that everyone trusts but then <laughs> how do you support that so yes I agree that there is there is a positive role for journalism in this but it it, it needs supporting through training through resources um, to be able to 
to hold up that elevated position. Yeah, the next couple of years are going to be interesting. Yeah, and you know what? You could do an alternative history showing people, here's what could have happened if you funded journalism and paid for your right. news over the last 20 <laughs> yeah. years. So that yeah. might be a, a, another, another project. But listen, we, we hugely thankful for you giving up your time uh, today talking about this. If you haven't checked it out, go on to moondisaster.org. It's phenomenal. It might blow your mind. Uh, in the, it was in the event of a moon disaster if Nixon had to give a very morbid speech about losing the astronauts on the mission. It, it, it's just an incredible piece of storytelling and technology and loads of things mashed into one. And the directors, Francesca Panetta and Halsey Bergen, thanks a million for speaking with us here this evening and very best of luck on whatever happens or whatever you're working on in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's great to be here with you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 